0: Hey, hey! welcome to Dig A Little Deeper. It's good to be with you today as we're at, I guess, we're in the festive season. We
1: are in the Christmas season and we're doing a little sneaky Christmas series. We're
0: doing some Christmas meditations. <laughs> and I, I think the, the whole Christmas story, it can get, um, you can kind of brush over it a little bit. There's a lot going on. We were discussing mm. this and even just planning what we wanted to preach over the Christmas mm-hmm. season. There's so many Little things, little yeah. parts of the story that can be ha- become almost hard to—it's—it's it's hard to cover it all.
1: Yeah. So, and, and also, I think one of the thoughts that we had was, uh, like we touched on last week, um, you know, it's—it's—it's it, it's easy to miss the significance of some of the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or it's easy to miss maybe the human side, the gravity of the situation for the people who are involved, because we're looking—we know the end of the story. You know in one sense we know things worked out most things kind of worked out the way they were meant to and but when you actually start to dig into um the the very human side of it which is kind of where we want to go today it's just amazing what's what is in that story yeah
0: yeah you're right to try think of where the people were at without you know at the time the characters i suppose of the bible story not knowing where it would end um i think there's some stuff in there that's worth worth thinking on worth meditating on
1: maybe exactly and so today and again these are meditations and today's definitely going to be we've we've got almost no notes we just wrote a couple of names down and thoughts um, because we started to talk about the next podcast we, we will be doing and, uh, and this sort of jumped up and it was like I think this is this is a podcast, so here we go. This definitely is a meditation. Yeah, uh, flying by the seat of our pants,
0: which I guess is looking at so looking at Joseph and Mary within the the, the Christmas story, the
1: Christmas story. Yeah, and I think a great place to start is Isaiah, um, the prophecy that we shared last last podcast cast episode where Isaiah, 600 years before the birth of Christ, is prophesying the birth of the Messiah. And one of the phrases there is, a virgin will conceive. Mm. A virgin will conceive. In other words, you know, a young woman who has not yet had a child or you know, had physical relations with a man is going to conceive a child. So straight away, we're talking about a mi- miraculous conception.
0: That's right, yeah. There's, there's no kind of proving how this one happened. This is one of those things that I guess as people of faith, you st- we straight up believe this yep. was a, mi- a
1: miracle. Yeah, we believe what Scripture says, and, um, and there's a number of theological routes you could go down as to why that needed to be. Mm. Um, we're not going there today. We're going to look at the very human side of the story uh, of a young couple, young Jewish couple, Joseph and Mary, who are engaged to be married, uh, are not yet married. And, of course, this kind of begins, their, their entry into Scripture kind of begins with an angel announcing to Mary that she will conceive, she'll conceive by the Holy Spirit, and she'll have a child, and he will be literally the saviour of the world. Yeah. Uh, a fair bit to take in.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine there'd be a lot of confusion as well because I guess speaking about Mary, we're not talking even about someone in her twenties or something. We're you know, potentially talking about a young teenager.
1: Yeah, well that's that's the way things were done back then and and obviously too, I think people took a lot of responsibility very early mm. in those ancient times. This is probably why I think people probably uh, matured if not bodily certainly emotionally and in society there was a tremendous structure that held people in and gave them tracks to run on mm. uh, particularly Jewish society and um, and so they did tend to get married very very young so she's engaged to be married um, not yet married she's a young woman you know possibly, you know possibly even early teens possibly and so this is a big deal she she gets this announcement she falls pregnant in the midst of just think about it a very conservative religious society mm. where getting pregnant outside of marriage was that was definitely not done i mean now modern times people it's so easy for people to just brush it off and say so who cares who, who who cares, you know? Mm. But this was a big deal and it should be a big deal.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah. And, I'm, I mean, you can only start to imagine maybe some of the confusion there. And also, I mean, she gets obviously a visitation from an angel, which is, you know, obviously she believes. and Yeah, yeah. But... Then that being your excuse, in a sense.
1: Oh, well, I mean. You can
0: imagine how difficult that would be to it, try communicating communicate. In a
1: conservative religious society saying God did it. Yeah, yeah. God made me pregnant. I mean, it, it doesn't even sound good when you say it now, mm. uh, let alone then. It's, it, it's, it gives you, it makes you, it, it's very easy to imagine people rolling their eyes mm. to that statement, um, even to certainly today. And so much more so even back then. For sure. Um, And, of course, there's Joseph. You know, Joseph is a young man who is obviously pure of heart. Um, And he's got to cope with this news. He's got to work out what does this mean for us. And he comes to that conclusion. Scripture says he comes to that conclusion. He's going to break the engagement. Because, you know, like he obviously did not believe Mary mm. when she said God did it, yeah, an angel yeah. appeared. You wouldn't believe what happened to me yesterday. Right. Um, you can't blame him. Mm. Again, the human side of it, it's so easy to read the end of the story and go, it all worked out well. But walking through the story as it unfolds, you've got this, this young lady who is like, my whole world just got turned upside down. Mm. How do I explain myself? I'm the only one who saw the angel. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I'm trying to tell people what happened or explain to my parents or whatever she was trying to do, explain certainly to my fiancé. He's in the same situation where he would be devastated, Mm. devastated, thinking the worst. And we know that because Scripture says he was going to put her away as in I'm not going to follow through on the marriage. But it's interesting, Scripture tells us that he was going to do it quietly. And this was so he didn't embarrass her, so she wasn't made, you know, wasn't brought public spectacle, mm. whatever. So I don't know how many knew or who knew, but Joseph from his end was determined to keep it discreet so that she wasn't shamed in any way, which is it just speaks to the character and nature of Joseph. Mm. So you have this young couple, and, and these are the circumstances of Christ's birth. Yeah, yeah. And at times I've wondered, like, wow, God, why would you make it so messy? And and then I look at our society and have done for thirty years and see it get progressively messier. Mm. Uh with relationships with um you know our move away from the commitment of marriage, et cetera, and not saying that people can't be committed outside of that, but there's been a definite move away from that there's definitely been a move towards absentee fathers et cetera, and some of the pain that that causes lots of single mums, and it's like all of a sudden it's like this really messy story can speak to so many different people mm. 2,000 years later, yeah. and last week we were talking about incarnation and how God identifies with us. And I'm looking at this thinking, my goodness, we've got a stepfather here. Mm. We've got uh, an unwed mother here. You know, we've got mm. some of those elements. We've got a society that's probably looking down its nose at them. Right. All of this stuff happening. Um
0: yeah, God being very happy to be involved.
1: And God was not worried about the mess. Mm. God's right there in the middle of the mess. Um, and so I, I love that. And the only thing that stops Joseph is he gets a dream. I mean, he needed he needed an, an, his own angelic apparition, mm. you know. And God speaks to him and says, you know, take it as your wife. What's in a womb, you know, is, is holy, conceived by me. Um, and, but you've got to, you've got to realize that the community didn't get the memo.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Again, this is all God directly contacting. It doesn't say an angel stood up in the city square and made an announcement. Mm. So I would be surprised if they weren't dealing with this for many, many years as a family. Mm-hmm. You know that they a were that.
0: that was upon, yeah. They were
1: that family, right? Yeah. You know what I mean, and would have known what being that family mm. felt like, being the odd ones out in a sense, or or the ones that were maybe looked down on, uh, in a sense. So full credit to these guys for following through. Yeah. And going through the pain, and embracing you know, the fact that the miraculous created more problems for them than it solved. Mm. And I've seen that too, just, you know, as an aside. Um, often we look at miracles as being the answer, but I think, you know, Jesus healed people and they got their miracle and it didn't change their lives. They didn't even come back and thank him. Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: So often we look at divine intervention, that is like, the best thing that could happen—that would fix everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you know, people who are like so hungry for God, to call them to something, and then He calls them to something, and they realize this is going to totally rearrange my yeah, life. Yeah, and it does. There is no such thing as a call of God that doesn't rearrange your life. Mm. In my, in my sort of observations over the years, mm. um, and that's exactly where these guys are at.
0: Yeah, because I guess you would think, oh, what an honor to be chosen. By God for that, but at the same time, it's also like what a what a challenge, I suppose.
1: Exactly, it's a little bit like you know the you see it with um, James and John and James and John's mother coming to Jesus saying, "Can they be at your right hand and at your left hand when you come into your kingdom?" You know, Mm. and she's totally misunderstanding what that kingdom would look like. Right. And Jesus says, "You know, Mm. that's that you don't know what you ask. Mm. You actually." Right now you have no idea right. what that means. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he says, can they be baptized and with, the, with the same baptism I am? And he was talking about his death. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they, they very willingly, again, not having a clue what they were signing on for, mm-hmm. saying, yes, we are. And, you know, he prophesied at that point, indeed mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. You'll go through exactly what I'm going to go through. Because uh, he knew that his early followers were going to be hated, despised, yeah. And, and all but one that we know of murdered. Mm. And so, um, uh, yeah, so the miraculous is not always necessarily an easy answer. Yeah. It's a wonderful thing. It's an amazing thing. And it always brings life to everyone else. Yeah. yeah. But often the one carrying the miracle. Is the one who pays the price for others, and I see that. I see that with great healing ministries. I've seen where where men of God have fasted and prayed and sacrificed, and yes, God moves through their life. But boy, the person carrying the miracles is is paying a a price, Mm. and that's what we see here. Yeah, that's what we see here. Mm. Um, One of the good things that you see, one of the provisions of God, and I think this is also common. To when God calls people to something supernatural and miraculous, uh, uh, you know, a divinely birthed ministry. Um, and that is that there's really key waypoints mm. in the journey that encourage them. God always gives you stuff to hang on to. Mm. And, uh, you know, for for Mary, and I would think to the same extent Joseph, even though he's not mentioned as much, but the story tends to then centre on Mary and So she goes to visit Elizabeth, you know, who's pregnant with John the Baptist at the time Mm. and uh, goes to visit her and, and Elizabeth prophesies over her and, you know, blessed is the fruit of your womb, says the child in her womb leapt. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mary was only going there to announce I'm, I'm pregnant, but it, it, the way the story reads, it sounds like she didn't even get to say it. Right. Yeah. Elizabeth knew soon as she walked in the room, boom, mm-hmm. there's some, something holy in your womb. Mm-hmm. And so these would have been affirmations to Mary that you weren't just having a crazy dream.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: That God is still in this. Mm-hmm. And, and also that they're waypoints that often God speaks to our heart and then there's silence. Mm. Have you noticed that yeah, that? yeah, You get something from God and you're like, oh, I'm so excited about this. But then then you've just got to go and work it out. Mm. You know, the word must become flesh. So God speaks to you, but then actually there's there's kind of work to be done. Yeah. And you've got to start sort of letting it form and letting it take shape and mm. et cetera. And often there are periods of silence. Yeah, yeah. And you can start to think, hang on. I mean, did I get this right? mm uh, this isn't happening as easily as I thought. Yeah. This is causing me a bit more pain than I thought. Um, and yet God's always faithful. So you've got waypoints like Elizabeth and her her prophecy. Um, uh, you've got the dedication at the temple,
0: mm.
1: you know, when Mary comes in and uh, Anna the prophetess and Simon – who is is ministering there in the temple, and he's he's one of the men of God who, he believes God's spoken to him and said, "You won't die until you see the Lord's anointed, until mm. you see the Messiah." And he's an old man, so he must be thinking, yeah, yeah. "I don't know whether I heard right either." Yeah. And all of a sudden, Mary comes in with Jesus, and he just knows straight away, and he affirms that. And Anna's the same, and she prophesies over them, so uh, over him, so. You know, Mary's got these encouragements that Mm. that come. Um, I don't know whether you can think of one.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I think, I just think when, you know, it was at the temple where she talks about hiding all these things away in her heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess the importance of, I mean, we talk about Bible journaling, like oh, writing just, down just, what. Oh, sorry, yeah,
1: sorry yeah. just to extrapolate that, that's, you mean where Jesus is 12 years of age? Yeah. And yeah. he's teaching the teachers.
0: Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> he's yeah. kind
1: of, yeah, he's schooling the religious establishment, the religious professionals are amazed, uh, not only at the answers he could give them, but the questions he would ask them. Mm hmm. Uh, which was the sign of a of a rabbi, if ever there was one, and and so they're blown away by it. Of course, Mary and Joseph are just distraught parents mm. that are just like our son's been missing three days. He's twelve years of age in in the city. Where on earth is he? So they find him, um, and obviously, you know, they they rouse on him. Basically, they they are upset with him. Um, and it says then that he submitted to to them as his parents, no worries at all, but she hides it in her heart, mm. which I think she's been doing all along.
0: yeah,
1: I think she would have hidden all of these things in her heart. she would have needed them mm. you know to actually walk this journey she you know she's she's lived with the stigma now, you know maybe for you know, all of a married life, they've probably had to deal with that. And these things are just waypoints that keep reminding them they're on track with God.
0: Mm. Yeah, and I was just going to say, I think that it just shows there's real importance to hide those things in your heart when when God speaks to you. Mm, Um, mm. Again, whether that be on a a day-to-day level of journaling and what's the word of God for today, or whether it is those bigger, scary calling things or, mm. or the dreams that God's put in your heart. I think there's mm-hmm. a real importance to take note of that stuff and mm-hmm. not just be like, oh, yeah, you know, like say someone, if someone prophesies over you, you know, to actually write mm-hmm. that down mm-hmm. um, and not be like, okay, this is now gospel, but uh, I need to have this stuff hidden away somewhere mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to maybe return to.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, maybe by way of wrapping it up, we could just look at it a bit more abstractly. Like, I, I look at Mary, um, you know, as a as a young un- unmarried woman, she finds herself pregnant in circumstances beyond her control. Um, and it, it just sort of speaks to, I, I don't know, I've heard it said this way, there's, there's accidental parents, but there's no accidental children. Mm. You know just the, it, to me, it speaks to the value of a child in the womb for mm. a start, in, in some sort of obscure sense, that even though she didn't necessarily ask for this, this has happened, she followed through. Mm. And it speaks to the value of human life in the womb to me. And again, I think that's a, a, a great saying because, I mean, I, I know people, you know, I'm married to someone who was, an, you know, people could say was an accidental child. Mm. But she doesn't see herself as an accidental child, mm. you know. Sue, as an adopted kid, has definitely reconciled the fact that there may be accidental parents. Mm. her parents were definitely at 16 years of age accidental parents in 1964 but she's not an accidental child mm. and we all give thanks for her yeah, you know God yeah. knows what he's doing and so it sort of speaks to that in an obscure way um, Joseph I think speaks to stepdads very much so mm. um you know because he he really manned up mm. uh, took on someone else's child in that sense. Um and went on to build a wonderful home with other children with Mary. Um weathered the storms with her and hung in there and it's like, man, he is a model stepdad too. So I mean there's some obscure applications where you go, Christmas meditations, wow, there's a lot in the story.
0: Hey it's Ben thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, share it with somebody else and encourage them. While you wait for next week's episode, go and make your own podcast or your own music and enjoy life.